Apocalypse Rock. Chapter 41. Spiked. No one's picking up. Brandy seemed sober. Maybe it was because she was sitting next to Gus in the back of Bear's car. Gus was clearly inebriated, his belching figure swaying unsteadily. I thought the compound was supposed to forward a calls to Terminal PD if they couldn't answer. The car roared around a sharp corner, making Gus slump over into Brandy, knocking the phone out of her hand. Ugh, sorry, he slurred. Brandy reached down into the footwell and retrieved her phone. I'm feeling off. I'll try to get back to you shortly. If we can't get through to anyone, Brandy put the phone back to her ear. We should go and check Leak Point ourselves. July's been missing for too long now. This replacement cop should really be doing something. The four sat silently for a moment, individually mulling over the strange evening and its horrifying climax. Doug's jeans had completely dried, most likely in the heat of Sweetland's crematory bonfire. No one mentioned it, but a smell of urine wafted through the car whenever Doug moved. As they pulled up Doug's driveway, Bear spoke up. Okay, so I know it was a crazy night, but did you see how drunk everyone was, even before the whole thing with Sweetland? Yeah, I was a complete mess. Doug struggled to recall his conversation with Bruno in Shining Wind, and his nightmarish confrontation with Constable Sweetland, at the time seemingly unforgettable, was fading too. But like a beer and a joint couldn't do that, Doug continued. What I thought Sweetland told me about July, that could have been a hallucination. It's hard to believe that she ran off into the woods with a pack of dogs. Oh, it isn't. Gus slurred again. Maybe, Brandy replied, but we have to follow it up. Doug looked back at Gus. How many drinks do you have tonight, Gus? Oh, just one or nine. Gus laughed to himself. No, just two. Hoppy ending. It's damn strong stuff. I had three, Brandy replied, laughing at the dissolute state of Gus. They hit me. I had this moment when one of those posters they have in the pub, it came alive. Some old lumberjack from the 1800s popped out of this picture. He asked me for a cigarette. Then he told me that I should start accepting sternum coin at the cafe. And then he told me that I had to hire Shining Wind as a pastry chef. Point proved, said Bear. So it was more than just drunk. Like everyone was on acid or something. I only had one drink, but I had some crazy mind-bending hallucinations. Like the pub was some arena packed with hundreds of thousands of people. I thought I was going to have to leave my car there. But you know, the minute I got out, I was back to normal. And it wasn't just me. Charlene was out of it. Old Ted was out of it. Everyone seemed high. But when we left, nothing. Bear pulled the car up outside Doug's front door. The motion sensor switched on the light over the front porch. It glared through Bear's rain-spattered windshield like a lamp in a police interrogation. I, I think our drinks were spiked, said Bear. The friends continued chatting, but Doug was tired. He said a quick goodnight, and before anyone could respond, he jumped out of the purring car and ran through the rain to his house. 
he did feel far better. He was lighter. His sense of coordination had returned. The night at the pub felt like some twisted dream, growing ever more distant with each passing moment. Please rate and review this story wherever you may have found it, and share with any friends who you think will like it. Thanks for listening.